sports, politics, life. Advanced Medical Imaging presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues online at medimageks.com. You probably know by now we take great pride here at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues to bring you the biggest stories that you won't see covered anywhere else. And it is a whopper on this episode of KKHI that somehow, seemingly, mainstream media are just going to gloss over and not include. They're too busy uh, especially on places like Fox News, promoting Nikki Haley, getting an endorsement uh, against Trump, and all these other silly things that they just continue to force feed down our throat that just does not matter. We see things right and left. But there was just a massive story that came out on Tuesday that I couldn't believe when I saw it. And the first thing I couldn't believe about this story was, why haven't we done this before? Why, why has it been this long until we got this information? And I'm as much to blame as anyone because I never thought of this. I never had the idea of, hey, somebody go do this and get this answer. You know, and you're probably frustrated by the fact, if you've listened to the podcast since the beginning, we started right around the 2020 election. That's when this podcast began. And you know, after the results came in, that I immediately said, I don't believe it. I just don't believe it. But there's no way anything's going to get overturned. We're not going to prove it. Marching on the Capitol and all these other things was silly to me. It was never going to happen. The big deep state machine, this is never going to happen in this country. We're not going to overturn elections. It's it's apparently become okay to cheat your way in. Then you get four years to figure out how to keep those people from cheating again. That's just where we are. We're not really going to overturn things and arrest people and enforce the laws because there are really strong laws about elections and election integrity on the books across the country, federally and state by state. There are strong laws like threatening to go to prison if you cheat on mail-in balloting. So this is one of the things I've talked about. I still get mail-in ballots at my house for my two sons. I don't get them for Abby, but that's because I think she went to college in Georgia. And when she did that, I know she registered there. She lives in Missouri. We don't get the ballot here, but I'm guessing since I get my sons who now live in Arizona and Texas and previously lived in Missouri and Kentucky, that if I wanted to, if they wanted to, if I wanted to conspire with my two sons right now, between them, between the two of them, we could get six Republican votes in different states. Spencer could get a vote in Kansas, Kentucky, and Arizona. Or we could pick the state that is the swing state and do it once so they don't overlap and you don't get caught. In the case of my son Cameron, he could vote in Kansas, Missouri, or Texas. Now, obviously, if we're picking between those states where we need the vote is Spencer and Arizona. That's the place you need the vote. But people aren't stupid, and people don't live in the same place. Like, I'm, a, I'm an odd guy. And I've lived in Lenexa for 25 years. I've been in Kansas longer than that. I grew up in Kansas. I went to school in Kansas. I lived in Joplin, Missouri for two and a half years. But beyond that, it's the only place I've ever lived. When I moved back to Kansas City, I moved to the Kansas side because I'm a Kansan. It's just, that's that's that. And all my, this is my bubble. This is where all my people are. Everybody I grew up with, still really great friends with childhood friends. It's it's This is where I live. But my kids, I see what's happening. They've all lived in and have been registered in three different states. So this is reflective of what goes on in America today. And we see a lot of it. And in 2020, we had massive mail-in voting. Now, if you add in the 
the drop boxes as well in 2020. Okay, if you add those in, 43% of a 155 million vote count, 43% was people who did not vote in person. They either dropped it in the mail or they dropped it in a drop box. That is 67 million votes. The worst of all these is the mail-in. There is no accountability on the mail-in. It is absolutely impossible. Now, we saw the big ballot drops in the middle of the night when they stopped counting for the election, and we saw all those. God only knows where those came from, what kind of dumpsters or, or machines or, or whatever they, they just dug them out of, big sacks of votes, and dropped them off. But just let's just stick with the easy numbers to know. 43% of this vote of 155 million was not in person. So that's 67 million votes. Most of those were mail-in. Some of them were drop boxes, but most of them mail-in. Heartland and Rasmussen commissioned a poll in the last four weeks. They did this over several days. It's a massive poll, over 1,000 people, and it was nationwide. This is the biggest story you are not hearing about. This is insane. 67 million votes were cast by people who do not vote in person. One in five say they committed fraud. One in five. This is three years later, polling people on what they did for the election in 2020, on how they voted. They asked the question, did you vote in a state that you left? 17% of the respondents said, yes, I voted in a state where I no longer reside. Well, now, wait, I got three kids. They could all vote in three states. They could literally could all vote in three states. I'm telling you, this would not be hard for any of the three of them. They could all vote in three states. So ask yourself, who's most likely, a conservative or a liberal, to say, well, I used to live in that swing state, and now I live here in this state. They don't need my vote here. I'm going to vote there. Who's more likely to do that? Honest question. You know the answer. We all know the answer. I'm scared to death to take those ballots that come to my house for my sons and fill them out. I'm scared to death. I could put two votes against Sharice Davids by filling those out and sending them in, and I'd never get caught. And I'd never be able to get to sleep. But for liberals, piece of cake. It's part of the deal, man. We're down with the cause. We're fighting the fight. I couldn't do it if I tried. And I'm, I'm not much of a rule breaker. I've broken some rules before, but I'm not a big rule breaker. So that really bothers me. I certainly don't want to be a lawbreaker. And it says right on the form, this is a felony, blah, 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 blah. You know, you can't do this. You can't, if you're not this person, you can't sign this and send it in. Easiest thing in the world for my boys. They still come to my house. I could fill those out and send them in. Easiest thing I could ever do is fill those out. 17% of the people. Okay, so what is 17% of 67 million? Pretty good numbers right there. 11.4 million people, according to this poll, 11.4 million people voted in the 2020 president, specific questions to the presidential election now. 11.4 million people voted in a state where they previously lived. 11.4 million. What percentage of those you think were Democrats? And then what percentage of those you think were in swing states? This is outrageous. This is a scientific poll. This is not some Looney Tune thing. 21% of the, now remember, we're talking about one in five. All right, we're talking about one in five. Committed voter fraud. 
One in five of these 67 million people. This is insane. One in five. 21% of those people say they voted for a friend or a family member. 17% admit that they did it without their permission. So one in five of one in five say they voted for somebody else without their permission. I mean, wow. We're talking about 14 million votes here. And uh, one almost one-fifth of those, three million maybe, three million of those were without permission. Eight percent of respondents said that they were paid or rewarded for their vote. And 10% of the people responding said they know somebody else that cheated. This is unbelievable. Donald Trump took to social media on Tuesday and said, quote, this is the biggest story of the year, unquote. I agree with him. I agree with him. They asked people, what if this ends? What if there is no mail-in validating? What if there is no absentee validating? 94% of the respondents said, well, they'll vote in person this time. 2% said they won't vote. 4% said they're not sure. Well, what is that? 94% said they'll vote in person. Great. Let's vote in person. Let's use ID cards. Let's use paper ballots. I mean, this is just remarkable that between absentee and mail-in, you know, 30% or whatever of, of, you know, all these things are just floating out there and could be in some way manipulated and certainly handled by people that are not, you know, we go to, when you go to the polls and you vote, these people that work there, I mean, they, they go to great length in most places to make sure that the people working there, that it's balanced, it's fair, everybody's watching everyone. I'm not talking about Atlanta or Philadelphia or Phoenix or Detroit, all right? I'm talking about where you and I vote. And I'll even put Kansas City, Missouri in this. Because so far, we have not found crazy things happening in Kansas City, Missouri. I think the reason we haven't seen really crazy things in KCMO is they know they can't win the state of Missouri. The Trump's going to win it. They go to places that are swing states and think, okay, if we get 100,000 votes here, illegally or however, if we can find 100,000 votes, we win. And then you win the big prize and you get the White House and you open borders and you have soldiers killed leaving Afghanistan and you start wars in Ukraine and you want to fund Israel and you just want to do all this mayhem. That's what happens when you cheat in elections. This is a staggering amount of votes, folks. One in five people, one in five, I can't even get this out of my head. 67 million people voted either absentee or mail-in. Most of these were mail-in and one in five say they cheated. They committed voter fraud. Now the questions, they didn't ask the question, did you commit voter fraud? They asked, did you vote in a state that you don't live in, that you didn't live in anymore? 17% yes. Did you vote for a friend or a family member? Yeah. Why? Because their mail-in ballot came too. And granny over here doesn't want to take the time. I'll vote for her. Or your son off to college doesn't want to take the time. I'll vote for him. This is outrageous that this many people admit to this. Now, the other thing we know about polling is if one in five are admitting they did this, it's probably one in four or one in three that actually did it. It's more than this. There will be people that are asked these questions that would never admit they did this. It is a staggering number just from those that admit to doing it. You know the number is higher. One out of every five 
of 67 million votes cast were fraudulent, broke the law. We're doing nothing about it. We don't get these people. We don't arrest these people. We don't try to find them. We're not really trying to stop it. In certain states, they've passed some different laws. They think they're ready for 24. They are not. I can assure you with great confidence right now as your humble host that the states in question are not ready for 24. They do not know what the Democrats are up to this time. We don't know what their next grift is. We don't know their next move, but we are not ready for it. I can promise you they've come up with something even in states where they've changed the mail-in voting and taken things away because of COVID. And and look, I don't think the fraud in 24 will be near what it was in 20. I think COVID wrecked the world for no reason. I think it was just a complete and utter overreaction. And it's not that people didn't get sick and it's not that people didn't die, but it was still an overreaction. You don't stop the planet on that. You just don't. And you don't change the way you do elections because of it. Here's the deal. If you're scared to go vote, you don't vote. That's real simple. Voting is simple. Go to the poll, show your ID, cast your vote. That's the way we vote. And look, could it all be done in a day? Sure. I wouldn't mind. I I think what we should do is have a week of voting. And then I think we should have a national holiday on election day. Everything's closed. Tuesday, November, whatever it is this year, uh, in 24, November 6th, Tuesday, November 6th, everything should be closed. Federal holiday, no excuses. Nobody has to work, but the polls are open all weekend prior, Saturday and Sunday. Surely you've got some time off in the week in advance. We open balloting on when? The Saturday before, we can do 10 days of voting in person. If you are going to be out of the country, if you are in the military or work elsewhere, we will figure out a way to do some sort of absentee balloting. But that's it. That's it. Only if you are not capable for 10 days of being in the state you reside. This is absurd. This is outrageous is what it is. I can't believe, I feel stupid that over the course of the first three years of this podcast, I never asked the question, why hasn't one of these polling companies started polling people on what they did? Uh, Look, a lot of these people didn't know that they were admitting to voter fraud because the question simply was, did you vote in a state where you didn't live? Yes. If you lived in Arizona and you moved to Missouri and November came around, you could still vote in Arizona. You hadn't registered yet in Missouri. Maybe you'd only lived in Missouri six months. It doesn't matter. You live in Missouri. That's where you go register and vote. People are too lazy. They also don't change their driver's licenses. Or their license plates. You've seen this a million times. My kids have all moved. They didn't change their driver's license until it expired. None of them. Not a one of them. And that's the norm, by the way. I'm not bagging on my kids for that. If I retired right now and moved to Arizona, it would be a while before I got around to my driver's license. I'd do it, but it wouldn't be the first thing I'd do on my move. It just wouldn't. My tags and titles all paid up in Kansas. I'm probably good until next year when it's time to tag my car. And then I go... Oh, yeah, I don't want to tag this in Kansas anymore. I should get an Arizona plate. Then when I do that, I got to get a license. People just don't. Some of them don't know they committed fraud. I I mean, I just, I can't, this number is just staggering to me. I'm sorry. We're talking about millions and millions of votes that should be thrown out from 2020. And how we're going to police this going forward, I don't know. 
But the scary part of this is, to me, the scariest part, you can write these down, every single one of them. Every single one. Okay, so we're talking about one in five of 67 million, right? So we're talking about, um, oh, I should have done my math here. One in five of that is, is millions of votes. All right, it's 10 million out of, it'd be 10 million out of 50. So another 13 million votes we're talking about, 12 point some million votes, 13 million votes. Okay, 13 million votes. The one in five, 13 million votes, 8% of those said they were paid or rewarded by an outside person for their vote. So that's a million three. That's 1.3 million votes. I think most of those were probably in Atlanta, Philadelphia, Detroit, and Phoenix. I think that's, that's what you call ballot harvesting, where you go and you find people and you knock on doors and say, did you get one or can I sign you up for a mail-in ballot? I'll pay you 20 bucks for your ballot. When it comes, here's how to sign up. Sign this form. We'll get it mailed to you. We'll be back in two weeks. When we come back, we'll pay you for it. 8% of those people, or close to a million and a half people, now say they were paid or rewarded for their ballot and mailed it in. Just unbelievable. A million and a half votes. Good God, what is wrong with us? What in the world is wrong with us? Just absolutely insane. <clears throat> That's the biggest story you're not hearing about. Yeah, people, I said, look, I, they, I know they cheated. I don't know how. Now I know how. And I don't, I don't know what kind of ratio we want to put on this. Two to one would be conservative. All right, to say they got twice as many votes for liberals as Republicans, conservatives, with these numbers, with this fraud, that would be conservative. It's probably more like 80-20. Four out of five. My guess would be four out of five of all these votes went to Biden. Four to one ratio against Trump. That's my guess. But what do I know? I know Kevin Keatsman has issues is brought to you by Window World. Simply the best for less. You know, it is a great time of year to consider new windows, siding, doors. They work all winter long. And one of the cool parts about working in the winter, we got all these 55 degree days. It may get a little chilly in your house for an hour when they bust a window out and put a new one in. There's no bugs flying in. There's none of that crazy stuff that can happen in the summertime. Window World is simply the best for last. They're the official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs. It is time to get on the schedule, either this winter or early in the spring, to get those new windows, siding, or doors from Window World. They're right here in Kansas City, but they'll work anywhere in the Midwest. They'll come to you in rural areas. They're American-made products with lifetime warranties. You cannot do better in replacement windows than Window World. Call them. They'd love to set up an appointment to come out to your home or business and take a look. Free estimate, no pressure ever. 816-799-0820. Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, Window World is online at windowskansascity.com. The Toy Drive continues for Meet the Need in Excelsior Springs at Roberts Robinson's Annual Toy Drive. We got a few days left. You still have time to log on to walmart.com or your favorite store or Amazon or whatever. And send a toy to Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC, 1501 Kearney Road in Excelsior Springs. Now, this is the last time I'm going to ask. It's closing in a few days. This is the last time I'm going to ask. And I'm seriously going to ask you to please do this. I know you've thought about doing it. It's 10 bucks or less. We don't need some fancy toy. If you want to send a bunch, you can. Some people have sent a bunch of toys. Actually, the smaller the toy, the better, because that way more kids get more things. Send a Monopoly game. 
or a Rubik's Cube or something really, a Star Wars figurine. It doesn't matter. Something for a kid. Send it to 1501 Kearney Road, Excelsior Springs, Missouri, 64024. You have done an amazing job. Mike Robinson wants me to pass along to you that he is extremely thankful for your generosity and consideration for the people that meet the need, the local children receiving Christmas holiday gifts. That is so awesome. And if you could send something, that'd be great. Jessica and I went up there a couple weeks ago. We took a carload full of toys from Crooked Tail Media on behalf of the patrons. Uh, We do, uh, we'll talk about this one. We do a lot of things through the patrons for charity, but this one felt especially good because it's so important to Mike Robinson at Roberts Robinson with his toy drive. And we thank them and our friends at B-Stock. Chris and his team over at B-Stock were involved in this. And we got toys for them, and and they dropped some off. And we know that many, many listeners are doing the same thing. Just send one little toy this holiday season to Roberts Robinson, 1501 Kearney Road, Excelsior Springs, Missouri, 64024. That would be awesome. And don't forget your spouse, folks, ladies. This is what your guy wants. I promise you this is what he wants. He's thinking about doing this for himself and getting one for you. It's a gift card from The New Car Image. Brad Nicholson and his team over at the new car image. Will they bring your car back to better than showroom new? If they put the ceramic coating on the outside, I promise you the exterior of your car will look better than it did when it was brand new. It is a better coating than the manufacturer puts on your car. It is better. And what he's offering before Christmas is if you do the full interior, the Brad's obsession, the full interior cleaning on any car detail, they will do the ceramic coating absolutely free. That is a $300 to $500 value. So you can call him and say, we want to schedule the full interior. We can do it after the holidays. We can do it now, whatever it may be. And then they'll do the free ceramic coating. That's a three to $500 value just by doing the full interior. Or you can just buy gift cards and gift it to someone else. You can gift them to clients, business associates, friends. You don't know what to get them at work. Buy them a gift card at the new car image. Their details begin at just $75. So a $75 gift card from the new car image is a great gift to give to a friend or someone to get their ride cleaned up. TheNewCarImage.com, 816-499-1470. On to Mike Johnson, Speaker of the House, because we had a dog and pony show in D.C. on, on Tuesday, and it was a dog and pony show. The dog face boy is, uh, well, that's that's Biden. And Vladimir Zelensky now is the pony. So we got the dog and the pony. We parade the pony around and everybody feels sorry for the pony. And we need to buy new oats for the pony and a new saddle for the pony. And we got to brush him and take care of the pony. It's a dog and pony show. It's embarrassing. Biden wrote a check for $200 million of our money yesterday to Zelensky. And then basically said the Republicans are going to lose the war and hand Putin a Christmas present if they don't give him Billions and billions and billions of more for war. They actually had the freaking balls to parade Zelensky around the White House and open up a room where who's inside the room where he's doing a meet and greet? Volodymyr Zelensky, who can't even put on a jacket and a tie to come ask for billions of dollars. I like this guy in the beginning. I've learned too much. He's a fraud. He's in, he's on the take, he's making billions. He is jailing his opponents like Biden wants to jail his opponent. They're on the same team. He is a far-left socialist. There is not democracy in Ukraine. He is the worst of the worst of a leftist socialist you could ever see. He's canceling the elections in Ukraine because there's a war going on. Oh, Biden would love to do that. He's jailed his opponents. He's ended certain religions. He has 
centralized all media in Ukraine to state media. There is no free press. This is not a democracy. Republicans don't seem to know this. It doesn't matter. They still want to support him. But at least they've grown some balls this time to say, wait, we've got a condition. But before we found out what Mike Johnson and Congress are saying about all this, and Johnson met with Zelensky, they had the balls to parade this guy into a room where he did a meet and greet with who? The CEOs of the biggest defense contractors in America who did what? They want to meet him, shake his hand, and thank him for blowing up all the bombs, shooting all the bullets, and creating all kinds of demand for their company to make more weapons and airplanes and munitions. It is embarrassing how they're doing this right in front of us. It, there's no other way to describe it. It was a dog and pony show. And there's Zelensky and Biden begging for more money, saying the Republicans are evil and they're going to hand a Christmas present and a gift to Putin because they don't care. And Mike Johnson met with Zelensky and said, we are with you. We want to help you. But we have a bigger problem here in our own country, and that is our open, porous border to the south. And after Johnson met with Zelensky, he stepped up to the microphone and said, this is all we're trying to do. I have asked the White House since the day that I was handed the gavel as speaker for clarity. We need a clear articulation of the strategy to allow Ukraine to win. And thus far, their responses have been insufficient. They have not provided us the clarity and the detail that we have requested over and over since literally 24 hours after I was handed the gavel as Speaker of the House. And so what the Biden administration seems to be asking for is billions of additional dollars with no appropriate oversight, no clear strategy to win, and, and none of the answers that I think the American people are owed. I have also made very clear from day one that our first condition on any national security supplemental spending package is about our own national security first. The border is an absolute catastrophe, and this is because of the policies of this White House and this administration. We had 12,000 illegal crossings on one day last week alone, on Wednesday. We have uh, almost now 280 known terrorists that have been apprehended at the border. None of this counts the gotaways. If you add the numbers up, it's almost 7 million people who have been encountered at the border just since President Biden took office and at least 2 million gotaways. This is twice the population of my state of Louisiana. Fentanyl is the leading cause of death for Americans age 18 to 49 in this country. Fentanyl poisoning because it's allowed over the border. We have human trafficking and all the other terrible things. In the last three months, October, November, December alone, We've had more illegal crossings at the border than in any entire year during the Obama administration. The American people see this. They feel it acutely. They see all the terrible societal ills that come from this, and it must be addressed. Okay, I'm completely on board with Mike Johnson, and he's got to stand firm. And he took a while to make his point there, and he said a lot. It doesn't need to be that. He doesn't need to explain this much. All he really needs to do is walk to the microphone and say, America first, Ukraine second. That's the position of Republicans. That's it. And walk away. Let me reiterate what we have told President Biden and the Senate here in the House of Representatives. America's border first, Ukraine's border second. Walk away. Mic drop. That's it. Walk away. Put that soundbite on the news for everybody to see. Drop that all over Twitter and Instagram. And don't say anything else. The Republicans in the House have put forward a plan that takes care of the border and then funds Ukraine and Israel. After the border is secure. Very simple for the American people. Mike Johnson, you did a nice job articulating, but that took too long. Walk to the microphone. 
I had a wonderful meeting with Zelensky. President Biden and Chuck Schumer both know our position. We are the Republicans, and it's really simple when it comes for money for Ukraine. American border first, Ukrainian border second. Walk away. That's it. 10 seconds at the microphone. Americans will get it. They will respond and they will love hearing that. I think the Republicans are going to stand firm on this. They are dilly-dallying around today. There's going to be an impeachment inquiry. They're voting to have an inquiry into impeachment. Fine. If there's an impeachment inquiry, I'm fine with that. Do not impeach this president. All right. America knows. He's exposed. Exposed more crimes if you can. Get subpoena power. Bring people in. Let's learn more information. Let's make it look bad. But don't knock him out of the race, for God's sake. The last thing we want to do at this point is knock Joe Biden out of this race. Hey, we're proud to be sponsored by Buck Disposal and, of course, Ron Buck over Buck Roofing for many years. He is a great guy who has started a new company in addition to his incredible roofing company, which is the gold standard of all roofers in the Midwest. Buck Disposal now will work for your roofing company if you have one because they all hire disposal dumpsters at the job site when they rip a roof off. And a lot of them throw that crap in the yard and leave it laying around. Buck doesn't do that. He takes great care of your property. And now he's such a man fixated on doing the job right, he's got his own dumpsters, his own disposal bins. Buckdisposal.com. Buckdisposal.com. 913-242-7695. Back Nine Development is your custom home builder. If you're thinking about next year, building, expanding, starting a business, looking at a commercial property, or you have some land that you think would be good for development, and you might be interested in selling it, contact TJ Vilkanskis at Back Nine Development. He's a doer. He has great vision. And then the execution by his team of your project is spectacular. Do you want to see a beautiful custom home? Log on right now. I was on there yesterday. Back9development.com. You just finished one. It is just gorgeous. You ought to see this home. And you should see the things he builds. At Back Nine Development, at least call TJ and talk to him on the phone. 785 785- 236-0161. These folks are go-getters, man. I mean, they are on it, and their customer service is, well, it's spectacular. It's the conservative way. We're going to make sure that the customer is absolutely happy. We're going to do this job right. It's going to be perfect, and you're going to love it. Back9development.com. And Dr. Kip Van Camp over at Ideal Health. Many of you are going to Ideal Health KC in Shawnee at K7 in Shawnee Mission Parkway allowing your body to work for you with regenerative medicine from IdealHealthKC.com. This is your body's tissues, blood, blood spinning, patch therapy, ozone therapy. This is not, I have back pain, I'm having a surgery, or getting shots and pills. This is taking your body's own tissue, putting it at the source of the pain, and letting it attack itself. It's the simplest concept there is, and it works for most people. It does. If you'd like to consult with Dr. Van Camp and find out if this is your answer to ending your pain, the pills have not helped and shots have not fixed, call IdealHealthKC.com at 913-745-5300 for Dr. Kip Van Camp at IdealHealthKC.com. All right, one more news item and then on to sports. The Ferris wheel. Have you seen the Ferris wheel downtown? The big Ferris wheel. We've talked about it a couple times on the podcast. It's right off I-35 there. Bit of an eyesore. A little too close to the highway for my taste. 
Well, the thing failed inspection yesterday. They're getting ready to open it up and had hoped to have it open by Christmas. Now, in fairness, it's not the wheel, we don't think, that failed inspection. It's the wheel house at the base of the wheel. So apparently there's a restaurant and a bar and stuff in there where the wheel is, the big Ferris wheel. And the wheel house failed inspection, they're saying. We sure hope the wheel is okay, and we'll reiterate here at KKHI that we sure hope it's bulletproof. I, 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 I don't know. I, what would your prediction be if you had to guess how long that wheel will be up in Kansas City? What would it be? I'll set the over-under at five years. I'll bet in five years it's gone. Anybody else? We think it's an iconic landmark that's going to be there for 30 years? I don't. We will see. I think trouble could be ahead. I'm all for development. And they've, they're building all kinds of restaurants and stuff down there. And they want to build a little area. That's, that's great. I'm good for that. I'm good with that and good for that. That's great. I just don't know if I was going to develop downtown, I would say, you know what? Let's build a Ferris wheel and develop around that. Eh, but what do I know? What the heck do I know? On to sports. And I did this on the patron podcast yesterday. And I told our patrons that I'm going to be doing more of it on the regular podcast today. And this could have been our headline today. It would have been a fine headline today if I wasn't so wound up about that polling on the voter fraud. I think we are all afraid to speak the truth about the Chiefs' woes. And that the biggest problem the Chiefs have is Patrick Mahomes is having his worst year. I said it. I said the hard part out loud. I know his percentage is high. I know he's had a lot of drops. You've watched every game just like I've watched every game. The man can't complete a pass downfield because he's not very accurate anymore. Whatever's happened to his accuracy downfield is tarnished at best. He is holding the ball too long. He is setting a personal record for most turnovers. He is no longer in the MVP discussion. Here's your top MVP odds in Vegas, Dak Prescott. Uh, Purdy, Lamar Jackson, Hertz, Tua, and Tyreek. That's your top six for the MVP. Nowhere to be found is Patrick Mahomes, who last year led the league in passing yards, touchdowns, and QBR with 14 wins. Last year, though, I mean, how could Mahomes possibly be this good this year? Last year, Mahomes had Kelsey, MVS, Sky, Tony, Watson, Gray, McKinnon, Pacheco, CEH and Hardman on his team. I mean, how could you expect him to be good this year? Oh, wait, he has all those guys this year? Those guys all have rings? Kelsey, MBS, Sky, Tony, Watson, Gray, McKinnon, Pacheco, CEH, and Hardman. Oh, yeah, they were all here last year. A couple of them caught touchdowns in the Super Bowl. In fact, I think three of them caught touchdowns in the Super Bowl. What? Oh, but the Chiefs lost Juju Smith-Schuster. That's it. He's got 300 yards this year. <laughs> they replaced Juju with Rasheed Rice, who's better. Juju had three touchdowns last year for the Chiefs. Rice already has six with four games to go. And while he hasn't reached him for total yards yet from last year, he's got a shot with four games left. And we know this. Rice wasn't used the first half of the year. He is a 
Rasheed Rice is better right now than Juju ever was in Kansas City. That's a fact. Some Holmes, with all the people he had last year, they won the Super Bowl with, and a replacement for Juju that's playing better than Juju was at any point. We're going to blame those guys. Nobody wants to look at Patrick Mahomes and say, is he off a little bit this year? When he threw that interception to start the game, did that set a terrible tone for the Chiefs on Sunday? What really dug the hole for the Chiefs? I'll tell you what did. The crappiest attempt at a swing pass I've ever seen. The sloppiest, laziest, hardest thrown downward ball into a defensive lineman's helmet that you've ever seen. It was, folks, you got to call a spade a spade. This is bad. Mahomes has made some of the poorest throws. I want to say the S word. You know what I want to say. It's garbage. The fourth down play at the end of the game was total and utter garbage by Mahomes. He's got fourth and 15. I know it's desperation. Have you ever seen pass interference called? I have. Where did Mahomes throw that ball on fourth and 15 to end the game? He threw it to an open space on the field. He had a trio of receivers in the middle of the field. My God, just lob it up in the air like a Hail Mary and see if they'll call pass interference. Because guess what? Right there, 25 yards downfield, they push Kelsey like they did in the end zone last week. They'll probably call it. At least get one of your guys' hands on it. Throw it to somebody. Oh, your pocket's collapsing? Fourth in the end of the game and you throw it to an open space on the field? I'm sorry. Patrick Mahomes, I'm watching you, and I've watched you in your career. You're as brilliant as anything I've ever seen. Right now, your head is up your rear. You are not the same player. I don't know if it's the money, if it's the distractions, if it's your brother maybe going to jail, if it's Taylor Swift and all of your busy, busy schedule and all your social things and your charities and your endorsements and your television commercials. I don't know what it is, but you are not the same. And when you lost on Sunday, you were not the same. You embarrassed all of us. That was pathetic. If this wasn't what we believe is the greatest quarterback and greatest athlete we've ever seen in Kansas City, the whole city would be saying what I'm saying. Everybody would be embarrassed by him, but oh God, no, you can't say anything bad about Patrick Mahomes. Well, let me say this about Patrick Mahomes. He's playing the crappiest football he's played since he's played for the Chiefs, okay? So let's pin some blame there. Did Tony line up offsides like a fool? Yes, absolutely. Is Andy Reid culpable for that? Sure. Is the wide receivers coach bad? Yes, the wide receivers coach is bad. He's inexperienced and he's young. The Chiefs should have a better wide receivers coach, but they don't. And these wide receivers all won a Super Bowl last year. How about this one? How about Patrick Mahomes while he's standing there calling signals, looks over and goes, uh-oh, Tony's lined up across the line. Maybe the quarterback should see that too. I'm not blaming him. That's not Mahomes' fault. But at $500 million and the guy that everybody's supposed to read his freaking mind because he's so great, maybe he's also great enough to see that Tony's across the line? Because we put him on a pedestal and we say he's better than everyone. And we want the receivers to read his mind. You heard Stan Weber. Oh, every route has three routes to it. There's the first one, the intermediate one, and then the panic one when he busts out of the pocket. Well, they're all, they're all supposed to know what Mahomes is thinking. So we've broken down to the panic mode where you just go and start moving because Mahomes is out of the pocket. And now you're supposed to know whether he's going to throw to your left shoulder or right shoulder. Come on. This is overdone. They're overcomplicating football, folks. I've seen this a million times. All everybody wants to do is blame somebody else except Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes. Last year, they sat there after winning a Super Bowl on the field. Nobody believed in us. Everybody said we were no good. We couldn't do this. That was not true. 
Everybody thought the Chiefs would win last year. They were favored to win the Super Bowl. That's not true. This year it is true. Guess what America's saying about the Kansas City Chiefs? You stink and you're not going to make it. Here's what nobody's factoring in. The AFC stinks and somebody has to make it. Nobody's afraid of the Baltimore Ravens. Nobody's afraid of the Miami Dolphins. Nobody's afraid of these teams. There is nobody the Chiefs are afraid of or can't beat. Now, I think you'd like to keep Buffalo out. I think you'd like to keep Cincinnati out if you could. Because they're even playing well with a backup quarterback. But nobody's scared of these teams. The Chiefs, if they kick it in gear, will beat all these teams. I don't care where they have to play. They'll beat them all and make it. But they are not going to do it unless this quarterback gets his head out of his rear. He is not playing well, folks. It is, it is the hardest thing in sports to do. It's like saying Tiger Woods is in a slump. He had slumps where he was very good. He just wasn't Tiger Woods. And so he changed his swing. Remember any times he changed his swing? Tiger would change his swing and people go, what's he doing? Well, he's very good right now, not great. So he's changing his swing, looking for greatness again. It's time to rethink what you're doing, Patrick Mahomes. Here's number one. And I'm just an idiot with a microphone. But here's number one. Stop turning the freaking ball over. Just stop. You clearly aren't good enough right now to turn the ball over and win a football game. Stop. Hang on to it. Good God, that, that interception that set the Chiefs up for failure to start on Sunday was the worst thing you could ever do. You can't do that to start a football game. You can't. Everybody wants to blame Tony at the end of the game for being a boob and having his foot across the line. Great. How about the hole Mahomes dug? You can't dig that hole. Look, the rushing numbers are close to the same. They're not down that much. The receiving numbers are pretty good. The biggest, the biggest number that's really different other than the turnovers is Mahomes hasn't run for a touchdown this year. He had four of them last year. He's got zero this year. Again, we're talking about Mahomes' performance. So the Chiefs are missing four touchdowns from Patrick Mahomes at this point? If they're missing four touchdowns at this point, how many wins is that? They're eight and five. Does that at least make them nine and four? If Mahomes is, if we add four touchdowns to the Chiefs this year that Mahomes ran in? I, I mean, I'm, I'm asking the question. Look, the Chiefs have four games left. Justin Herbert's now out for the Chargers. The Chiefs are going to face... Uh, Bailey Zappi, Aiden O'Connell, Jake Browning, and Easton Stick. That's the four quarterbacks they're facing. There is no excuse to lose a game. The Chiefs remind me of Peyton Manning's Denver Broncos. A once great quarterback is playing okay, although Mahomes is playing way better than Peyton Manning did that year. But he's got a really good defense. They committed turnovers during the year. They didn't impress anybody. The, the Broncos got there. They won. They got in. And when we got to the playoffs, they didn't turn it over once. They said, we're going to play really safe, play to our defense. We're not going to turn the ball over. And they won the freaking Super Bowl without a great quarterback in offense. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. The Chiefs can do that. I'm going to tell you right now, folks, ladies and gentlemen, hear me now. If the Chiefs get to the postseason and don't turn the ball over once, we're having a parade. <laughs> we're having a parade. They lost Sunday because of turnovers. It was three to one. It was two to one in the box score. But the Bills got the possession at the end of the half and the beginning of the second half. That's three to one. That's like turning it over at the end of the half. It's what it is. The turnover ratio essentially was three to one in that game. The Chiefs are not good enough to win doing that. 
Rethink, man. Rethink. There are reports that Bill Belichick is out in New England. Not today, but at the end of the season. He will be terminated very quickly. And, of course, we don't know what he's going to do. I know what I would do if I were him. I'd get some cushy little TV analyst job that requires me to work very little. Go live the good life, be a Patriots hero, and not coach again. But that's not saying Belichick would do it. Or I'd, I'd go Sean Payton at least and do that for a year and then decide if I wanted to coach again or see if there was a spot where I wanted to coach again, like Andy Reid retires. Well, yeah, I'll go to Kansas City. Coach Patrick Mahomes. Belichick reportedly out at the end of this season. The Chiefs play the Patriots on Sunday. Remember, it's a noon game. Your schedule says Monday night. That's not right. The Chiefs play at noon on Sunday. LeBron James is in hot water again. He walks out with his son last night at his son's USC basketball game. And his other son, Bryce, and his teammates, they walk out. They're going to sit courtside right there in the chairs by the bench. They walk out during the anthem, and they all just sit down and ignore the anthem. It was the worst look you've ever seen. Reps for LeBron say he does this all the time. He's been doing it for years. The reason he walks out during the anthem is because nobody will mess with him. He's too big of a deal to walk out any other time, so he needs the distraction of the anthem so people don't mess with him. Okay, I'll give you this. I understand. Okay, you walk out during the anthem, walk very slowly and respectfully with your hand on your heart or your hat off or looking at the flag while you're walking with your whole group and you tell them all, we're going to get right over to where we're sitting. We're going to stand there until the anthem is done and then we will sit down. It is not too much to ask. That's a lame excuse. Even if you do need to avoid being the great LeBron James and drawing attention to yourself, you can at least stay on your feet until the anthem is over, at the very, very least. The Royals are active suddenly after the winter meetings. They are reportedly signing right-handed starting pitcher Seth Lugo from San Diego. $45 million contract, three years, $45 million. Lugo had a 3.57 earn run average in 26 starts last year. The Royals are talking to Jack Flaherty, Michael Waka in free agency, Marcus Stroman, and Lucas Giolito. They're talking to some dudes now. They got Cole Reagans, who looks like a stud. They think Brady Singer's going to be bouncing back. That's two. They got Lugo. There's three. They signed one more. They got four. They got plenty of other guys to find that fifth spot. Are the Royals going to put something together here? Is that possible? They have signed reliever Will Smith to a $5 million deal. They have signed, or reportedly are signing, Chris Stratton, signed to bring him in the bullpen, a right-handed pitcher. They're fortifying the bullpen. They're getting starting pitching. They're spending some money. They're talking trades with Seattle and a couple of other teams to get pitching. They've got my attention. They've got my attention. Let's see how this goes. Seth Lugo added to the fold. That's a pretty good deal right there. Our final final is brought to you by the Finch Knife Company online at finchknifeco.com. These are wonderful Christmas presents. Wonderful. For under 100 bucks. many of these knives You'll love it. You'll be so proud to send something uh, so beautiful that is an homage to America. Every single series of Finch Pocket Knives is some sort of homage to American culture, history, or locations. It's really cool. Finchknifeco.com. You can see them at Shields in Overland Park, the Bullet Hole in Mission, or Teague Tractor in Belton if you want to go get them in person. Keep life from getting dull this Christmas with a Finch Pocket Knife. Ticketsforless.com. Your promo code is KKHI for anything you buy. Looking at college basketball, we've got a bunch of big games coming up. All kinds of big college basketball games coming up. 
Ticketsforless.com. We've got more action coming at Arrowhead Stadium. You want to go? Ticketsforless.com. Promo code KKHI for anything and everything at ticketsforless.com. And my buddy Tim Cross, Cross Kitchens. I was texting him last night. I'm going to see Tim next week for lunch. I can't wait to visit with him about some of the work and jobs that you folks have done in 2023. We're going to sit down and talk about 2024 and some of the cool things he's going to be offering for KKHI listeners. I'm looking forward to that. Tim's a good dude. I haven't seen him in a few months. It's going to be good to sit down with my buddy Tim Cross at Cross Kitchens. You can do the same thing. He'll meet you for lunch or he'll meet you at his home and say, what would you like to do here? You want us to throw this wall out? You want us to put some backsplashes here in the kitchen? Whatever you'd like to do, if you can dream it, he can execute it for you. CrossKitchensKC.com, 816-898-7047. Our final final is the legendary rock band Leonard Skinnerd. Earlier this year, Gary Rossington was the last living original founding member of Leonard Skinnerd. He died in March at age 71. Leonard Skinner is very famous and they continue. There are different variations that have continued and, and they've done what they've done. I actually even liked something called the Rossington Collins band after Leonard Skinner, the Gary Rossington was in. I was a fan of his. Now it wasn't like he wasn't my Tom Petty or something, but I liked, I like the music, man. I like Leonard Skinner. I like Gary Rossington. One point in high school, I really loved Southern rock. I liked Molly Hatchet and a bunch of bands like that. Gary Rossington died in March at age 71, and now his estate is up for sale in Milton, Georgia, 30 miles north of Atlanta. It's on 80 acres. It's a 7,600-square-foot house with a swimming pool. They have a lake and two docks. $12 million. You know, I see some of these places like, you know, they've got some in Scottsdale, but certainly in New York and San Francisco and places like that. They sell these condos, these apartment buildings. What'd that apartment go on the Upper East Side? $17 million. I'm like, well, are you kidding me? I'm sitting here looking at this piece of land in Milton, Georgia, 30 miles north of Atlanta, with its own lake and a couple of docks, swimming pool, just about the right space. It's not some overdone house on that wooded land. It's gorgeous. And I'm thinking to myself, that's a lot. If you had that kind of money, that's a lot better spent money than some condo in New York. My goodness, $12 million, 80 acres, not that far from Atlanta. Uh, rest in peace, Gary, and all of the original members of Leonard Skinner, our final final here at KKHI. Don't forget to hit that like or follow button. We really appreciate that. Or if you'd like to sign up as a patron or become a patron as your Christmas present, just go to kkhasissues.com and sign up. Hit that button. It says become a patron. You can do it for five bucks a month. It only takes about three minutes. And we're just glad that you hit the play button today at Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Kevin Keatsman Has Issues has been presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet GMC and is produced by Crooked Tail Media. Please hit the like or follow button wherever you listen or give us a review. For premium content podcasts and weekly newsletter, join as a patron at kkhasissues.com for as little as $5 a month. Support all our sponsors and other conservative businesses at the kklist.com. This has been a production of Cricket Tail Media Incorporated.